it's absolute craziness what's going on in the transfer portal. And believe me, Boston College is right in the midst of it. We'll get into where they are, everything that's happening on Ch- in Chestnut Hill, and everything else you want to know about the Eagles on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the publisher of Eagle Insider. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I love, you know what, folks? As a content creator, I love the transfer portal season because it is nuts. You have players going in and out, and it's hard to even to to get a grasp if you're not on Twitter or following on Eagle Insider what is happening every single day. There has been over a dozen Boston College players that have entered the transfer portal. There have now been five new BC Eagles added as transfers. And with a very busy weekend in Chestnut Hill, including a fire it looked like at Alumni Stadium, which is crazy. We have so much news to break down. I, usually I have like one guy or two guys I can go with. I have like five news stories that we have to go through with just football alone. Luckily, basketball and hockey are on a break right now because, folks, I don't have time to talk about it. So let's get into it. The first commitment came on Friday with Ryan Turner, a defensive back, out of Ohio State, transferring to BC. Now, if you were an Eagle Insider subscriber, you knew that he was on campus last week. You knew that he took a visit with his teammate, Cameron Martinez, as safety, which is clearly another position that they want. And you knew that BC, they have a need. (laughs) Let's leave it at that, at cornerback. When you lost, you lose Elijah Jones who was one of the best cornerbacks in the entire ACC to whatever happened. And I'm not going to get into it because it's never been released. I'm guessing that BC needs a lot of help in the secondary because CJ claims scales into the transfer portal, fine player, nothing. I don't want to, you know, I think BC can get players that can do more for them than what he could do. Ryan Turner this is an interesting kid. This is a kid that's been at Ohio State for two years. But because Jeff Halfley's been around for a while, Turner, who was rated an 88, he was like a borderline four-star on 247, chose BC, I uh, sorry, chose Ohio State over a final three of BC, Ohio State, and Clemson. Remember those stories? I mean, even if you go back on my podcast, you go back a couple of years, where BC feels like the maid, uh, the maid of honor, but never really the bride. This is a perfect example of that, right? You you saw the final three and you're like, Clemson, Ohio State, BC. Okay, so BC has no chance in hell on this on this kid. And they didn't. And he, he ended up at Ohio State. Now, I've heard buzz that his mom wanted him to go to BC. And while he goes to Ohio State, you know, when you go to a blue blood, they recruit like crazy. And if you don't stand out, if you don't 
you know, play immediately, sometimes these kids are going to look elsewhere. And I love that maybe this is where BC finds its niche in this new college football world. Because Ryan Turner, back in the class of 2021, was the guy that many BC fans were like, we got to get this kid. We got to get him. He's from Florida. He's, he, you know, he's got a good pedigree. He's good size. I think he's like six, six feet tall. So, you know, clean scales, five, six, it's an immediate height advantage. He's got the pedigree. He's got a lot. I mean, his offer sheet was like all of the sec. I mean, he had offers from basically everyone and ended up choosing Ohio state. That tells you where he's at. He's going to do a lot for BC because he can play inside or outside. They can throw him in the slot. You know, now they have Bryquise Brown. They have, you know, they'll be bringing back Amari Johnson, Jackson, Kari Johnson. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at your secondary going, okay, you're not throwing out, no offense to these kids, they're just, they're just younger, but like Max Tucker and, um, you know, some of these other younger kids that just aren't playing well. Or even if like Jalen Cheek is, is struggling. You, you have an opportunity to, to have someone battle him in practice and make him e- either make him play better or take his spot if he can't do it. This is great. This is a great get for BC. Ryan Turner is um, one of the na- – like he doesn't have a ton of snap experience. I think if I looked remember correctly, he had 25 snaps in the last two years. So, yeah, he doesn't have a lot, but he's been on – He's been on Ohio State's campus practicing against, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, Okabu or Ekabu. I, I forgot how to say his last name. Some of the, some of those really good Ohio State wide receivers. He's been on their campus. This isn't like you're bringing in uh, some of those kids that you brought in from Ivy League schools and hoping, God, I hope they can, you know, they can coach them up and, and play at the high level. He's played at a high level. And now he's going to come to BC with a chance to start. This is a huge win for Jeff Halfley. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't care that he hasn't played a ton. He's, he is built like, this is what you need. You need to build depth. And I love that they're going to the higher, to the uh, high majors to get these kids, because if they're good enough for, you know, Jim Knowles and, and Ryan day uh, to, to look at their, their recruiting class and go, I want this kid. Then they're good enough to play at BC. And, it just seemed like it was a numbers case at Ohio State where he just kind of didn't have enough, you know, snaps to play and he wanted to look someplace else. All in all, a huge victory for BC. And I love where the secondary is going so far because now you have Brown, now you have Turner. The big need now is safety. You have to get at least one safety in there. Cole Batson is fine, but you need another, you need someone else that can can jump in there and find someone. And maybe it's Ryan Turner's teammate, Cameron Martinez, uh, who has much more playing experience than Turner, who'd be a, another, you know, Ohio state find. I would be totally fine with that. He was at Mississippi state this weekend though. So not sure where he stands in this, but I know the staff is desperate. They're looking, they're looking for a safety and we'll have to see where they go uh, to find that um, addition. So in a moment, I'm going to go into Two more additions to BC, one a transfer, one another recruit, but goes a different little route. And you're going to want to hear about all of that in just a moment. Now, when you are talking about your ride or die, there's no better place to go than eBay Motors. 
With passion, drive, and patience at what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. And we're talking about a busy weekend here at Boston College. And I want to start off. Well, actually, well, you know what? I, I put this up first. But before I get into this, just a reminder I have a 50% off deal at Eagle Insider for VIP members. If you have not signed up, I know a lot of you have. Go over to Eagle Insider, it's like $3 a month. You're going to get the best coverage right now. Every time, if you're on Twitter, who here, if you're in the comment section has listened, follow me on Twitter at AJ black two, four, seven and see those wire gifs. You see me put up Marlo or you put up, uh, uh, you know, I put up a whole bunch of different ones over the last, I put put up the other day, uh, McNulty. And of course, everyone's favorite Omar. I, I have a bunch. And you're going, okay, BC lands someone. That's my that's my bat signal. BC doesn't do the bat signals anymore. I find it kind of boring. I like to make it fun. So if you see those bat signals, there's two available. There's still two outstanding bat signals that I threw out there. And I don't remember even which one aligns to which one. But there's two that I have not been paid out yet. If you want to go to Eagle Insider, sign up today. I give you hints I also, you get all the coverage and analysis you want. Um, anytime I can, I gave you, there's a crystal ball out there for a quarterback for class 24. There is analysis from Mitch. There's analysis from Beacon Street. There's a, everything all for like three bucks a month. Come on, folks. If you like me, if you like my work, come support it. Go over to Eagle Insider, sign up today. And I want to st- st- uh, shout out Steve C who was listening to this podcast and signed up last at the end of last week. I have a ton of subscribers. But he, he shouted me out, so I wanted to shout him out back. Thank you for, for listening and being a loyal member. Now, another transfer uh, addition happened on Sunday evening, right before I rec- started hit record. And that is the addition of Jordan McDonald, a running back from UCF. Now, if you are a social media stalker, if you were on Instagram and you follow Tommy Castellanos, 
you probably saw this coming a mile away because he posted, and I forget where he was out to dinner, but he posted a picture of him and then you could see he tagged this kid. And I'm like, huh, the staff has been really quiet about this weekend, but there's Jordan McDonald up there out to dinner with John, Tommy Castellanos. And um, it's up on, on Instagram. Uh, shortly after <laughs> I reached out to my source and they were like, yeah, he's going to wait until Wednesday at, at national signing day to, to announce. Uh, well, we're expecting that. Well, that didn't happen because he, and they were surprised when he announced on Sunday, which is fine. But what is Jordan McDonald? He's a, again, just like Turner, he was rated an 88 on two, four, seven, a high three star borderline, four star with offers from like Tennessee, South Carolina. He commits to UCF. Why is this one exciting? This dude is 6'2", 200, and anywhere between 220 and 230. Say goodbye to the days of Cam Barfield, Xavier Coleman, and CJ Klingscale when he had committed, who were like 5'6", 180 pounds soaking wet. He is a battering ram. And again, this goes into what BC is flipping their running back room to do. You're getting rid of these undersized kids that just weren't fitting in. I mean, no offense to Camp Barfield. And Xavier Coleman had some explosives. It just wasn't working in this offense. But if your goal with this offense and with Tommy Castellanos, Thomas Castellanos, is to be a physical running game, you need physical running backs. You have Kai Robichoux, who you brought in last year, who clearly was good at what he did, but he was one guy. You had him, and then you had Pat Garwo, who got hurt. And so he couldn't help. And Andre Hines, who was not very playing all that much. And then you had a whole bunch of other guys that didn't fit that system. Now you bring in, you keep Robichu. You've got um, Alex Broom, who is fine. He's It's okay to have a smaller back. That's okay. And he does, he fits that. You brought in Treshawn Ward, who's bigger. He's not a smaller back, but he, you know, he's like 5'10", you know, 190, 200 pounds. He's good. And then you bring in this behemoth who is, you know, bat, you, you, I look at his size and go, that reminds me of like the Andre Williams, AJ Dillon days, right? You get a big dude. And this is perfect for what their running game is trying to do, which is trying to be physical and, and to wear teams down. Now, Kai Robichaux has not to do this every game. He doesn't have to be the only back that you rely on. You can cycle in guys. And this is going to be great for grinding out other teams. Because when you have Robichaux deep in the game and you're like, or early in the game, you're like, oh man, he's getting gassed. You don't have anyone to, to turn to. No, you have a bunch of guys now. And you and I'm not even mentioning Turbo Richard, who's a bigger running. He's not as big as some of the other guys, but he's like Trayshawn Ward's size, Ward size. You got all these guys now that are bigger. And that's great for the running game. That is, in terms of like building a, a roster to fit the strengths of what you're trying to do, you know, you can't do better than McDonald. Now you have two running backs in the transfer portal. You lost four, so that makes sense. Now you have a good running back room. You don't need to go out and get anybody else. They're in good shape there. I love it. I love what they did there. Now, the second running back that they landed, it, sorry, not running back, second uh, commitment that they landed, this was also on Friday, was Ryan Boltwood. Bolt Boltwood, excuse me. And he is out of California. 
he is a tight end. He has, um, he's coming in with a very interesting pedigree. And why I say that the six, four tight end played at a Juco last year, junior college. Now raise your hand. If you can think of a, uh, a player from Boston college in the last 15 years that has played at a Juco. Uh, you could think of pro I don't know how long ago this was, but Cody Beck, I believe played at a, a Juco. Paul Peterson also played at a Juco, but I mean, what are they like almost 20 years ago at this point? It, there's a reason why Juco's don't play at BC. Their mission standards are crazy. They don't usually let in and those guys in, but Boltwood was a guy that BC was recruiting out of high school. They were thinking about letting him walk on. And then he goes and decides to play at Juco to see if he can boost his stock. And all of a sudden, Arizona State, Washington State, he gets a bunch of offers and BC lands him. Now, earlier in the cycle, BC lost uh, a, a tight end. Uh, to, uh, you know, he they kind of pushed the, but actually lost both of their tight ends. So you wanted to get a tight end. This this fits the need. And for folks that are wondering, the Juco year counts, but he still has four years remaining in, in, in terms of playing through three. So basically he can take another red shirt year if he wants to, and then he gets three years to play. So it's a, it's a little bit funky in terms of how they get it. And for, for most of us who are Boston college fans, none of us have a, have a clue what um, the Juco um, ins and outs go for. But I heard a lot of great things about this kid. I mean, He's shredded. He's in really, really good shape, uh, but he's a, supposedly a good catcher and uh, pass catcher, and hopefully he'll be a good run blocker too. So this is a good addition with with Kamari Morales coming in. You don't need to play him right away. You you can redshirt him, and then you've got a guy next year that can battle with Jeremiah Franklin and Matt Reagan and some of you know Holden Simmons and, and look for for playing time. So a nice addition, and again, it's, I just find it so interesting that Boston college has landed a Juco. It just doesn't happen at Boston college. Now in a moment, we're going to get into the, the recruiting saga that seemingly never ends and that Boston college fans can never get enough of. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Locked on BC, AJ Black. We're wrapping things up here on a very, very busy day. So as I said, there are two outstanding players that want to transfer, want to recruit. I'm still waiting to hear back um, that I'm expecting to be landing at Boston College. So don't miss out. Um, I think you're going to be excited about both of them. We'll get into it uh, in just a, uh, this week when they hopefully make their decisions. Now, one person who has not made their decision is Legacy quarterback slash whatever they're going to play him at it, um, Henry Hasselbeck out of Zavarian brothers in Massachusetts. Now he's the son of Matt Hasselbeck. We've talked about Henry. I, I feel like on a, ha- a dozen shows at this point, but this is the guy that a lot of BC fans are watching for. Uh, he originally committed to Maryland to play lacrosse. Then he decommitted from there to decide to play football. When he committed to Michigan state, they fired Mel Tucker. He decommitted there. They don't, the new staff isn't interested in Henry Hasselbeck. He visited, he's visited BC a bunch of times. He's visited UCLA this last past week or two weekends ago. And then was just at BC this past week. So where's things ha- landing right now? 
Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't expect him to come here as a, as a, as the quarterback. Um, one of my crystal balls that's out there is a guy I believe will be that quarterback. And if you follow me on Eagle Insider, you know exactly who I am talking about. Now, Hasselback is an interesting kid because I I don't know what's going. I listen. If you you guys know that I know my stuff, like I I'm pretty connected. I'm I'm very connected. I'm an Eagle Insider onto everything recruiting and transferring. But every source I talk to is more confused on what is going on with the situation than the last person. Will they t- will BC take him? Will he end up at Boston College? Will he go to UCLA? What what's going to happen with this kid? We have 3 days. Wednesday is National Signing Day. I imagine he's going to want to have he seems like a kid that would want to have his decision made by then. Will he end up at Boston College? I said on my my message board, my gut tells me yes. My gut says that he see, he the kid Henry Hasselback seems very interested in Boston College. Like I think that's where he wants to go. That's my gut. He hasn't said that specifically. He said a lot of nice things about BC. He's very complimentary. But remember, his dad was like critical in getting Halfley there. Um I I just sense that he's going to end up at BC, but that's just my gut. I even if you talk to people close to the situation, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> like, will he end up at BC? Will he not end up at BC? That is the big question. Now, he's one situation to watch for. The uh, With National Signing Day, there's still Sire Torrance. If you are following him on Twitter, this is a wide receiver who, again, was also committed to Michigan State. Uh, he lives in New York, someone BC has been very connected with. He posted on Friday a picture of him in his Boston College uniform and said, like, what about this, BC fans? He does a lot of that with anything, but I I still think he's going to end up at Syracuse. But I don't know. I He's another one. Quiet situation where he doesn't talk a lot. We'll have to wait and see on National Sign Day what happens with him. And there was also a... Um, Another offensive lineman that was on campus. That's the other name you're going to watch for. And then Jonathan Montague, who's a quarterback. Hint, hint. Watch for that as well. So lots and lots of things happening for BC football right now. Remember, there was a big weekend. And there's a visitor list they wouldn't share with me. Usually I get for for regular season, recruiting season, even mostly – I mean – Two weeks ago for the transfer portal, I knew exactly who was on campus because they told me. This week, I was they they shut me out because they're trying to keep it quiet. So there's a lot that could be happening, and I'm I'm as curious as you folks are on this because it seems like there could be some big things that we're not expecting happening here for BC, and I'm very excited to see what that's going to be. We'll be back again tomorrow for another episode. We'll be getting ready. I'm going to have Mitch on again soon. We'll talk about this SMU game. We're going to have SMU's 247 writer on later this week. We'll get into all of that on, on the show. Thank you all so much for listening and for making Locked On BC your team every day.